Hey everyone, Richie with Six String Fun, and thank you for stopping by for another uh, episode of Podcast Trip with Richie Flip. Much, much appreciated. Uh, we're going to get into this one. I know everyone's dying to know the story behind Six String Fun, and that's being sarcastic a little bit. So, But we'll talk about it. I mean, uh, th- there's nothing really crazy here. I'll kind of walk you through how, when, where, why, the whole thing, and, and, and just share it with you. And we'll go from there, I guess. So, uh, everyone out there in, in podcast land, gather around your 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 uh, your radios. I know I'm, I'm kind of dating myself here with that, but you know, back in the day, everyone gathered around the radio once a week for their favorite programs. Uh, if you remember War of the Worlds, I think it was 1938. Orson Welles, uh, the Martians were landing. A lot of people thought that was the truth. So, uh, uh, so just kind of harken back to uh, you know the days of. Uh, you know, truly radio when uh, one radio in the house and you've got 20, you know, not 20, but, you know, four or five, six people kind of around it. So we'll get into it, tell you more about it and see what your thoughts are. All right. So here we go. Let's take a little uh, stroll down memory lane or not memory, well, at least memory lane for me. It's been four years now about six string fun and where it came from and where we're going. Hey gang, before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to let you know there are several ways you can support not only the podcast, but Six String Fun in general. All of that is listed below in the description. You can find the uh, different ways to get a hold of me through Buzzsprout. You can find me on YouTube with Six String Fun, Facebook, Instagram, also available on Cash App, uh, as well as uh, Venmo, my full name, Rich Philippone Jr. You can find me there as well. Not obligated to do so, but it certainly does help, and it gets me uh, uh, some some support and some resources where I can keep adding to the not only the podcast, but as well as Six String Fun in general. Thank you. All right, so Six String Fun really came at a time um, for me personally, which was kind of rough, coming out of going into a separation, going into a divorce, which was the end of October, beginning of November 2019. Uh, because of that, I ended up moving back home with my parents and uh, honestly was very thankful for that because it gave me uh, time to spend with, with my dad before he ended up passing away about two years ago. So it was good to spend a lot of time with them every day um, for the, for that reason, for sure. And obviously with, you know, you February of you know 20 going into March of 20, obviously COVID, that was something happening that we all had to deal with. So that time frame those those couple months somehow i had the idea six string fun let's 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 do this and i don't know exactly what day it was where it was this is my idea this is what i'm going to do but i can tell you that february 16th my first video that's when it was posted to youtube so do the math there but i don't know exactly how when or why i i really came about it i'm fairly confident that if i didn't go through a separation or a divorce there wouldn't have been six string fun at all no other reason than just a gut feeling um, with the way things had been, I think this I'm not here doing this six string fun never would have happened. So again, you try to find those silver linings out of you know the, the things that are rough for all of us and, and this was certainly one of them. And you know again, you can go back to the first video of six string fun. Again, I'm pretty sure it was February 16th of 20, and it's just me on the, with my guitar sitting on the couch in the sunroom at the time at my parents' house in Tom's River. and I'm just playing thank you know hey this is rich six string fun hey subscribe and and listen to me play the guitar you know something lame but that was one of the things i needed to to work on and it wasn't waiting till you had the perfect video ready to go look do a video produce it it's going to be terrible 
The next one probably shouldn't be as bad, and, and, and it's going to progress to where you're actually comfortable, and that's where I am today. And do I think that I'm the best? No, of course not, but I have fun doing this. It's enjoyable. Uh, I'm able to do a hobby, something that I like, tied into playing the guitar, and, and we go from there. Um, so that's really how, how I approach uh, you know, six-string fun, and I have to give credit where credit is due. While I was beginning Six String Fun and trying to figure things out, of course there were guitar players out there, teachers out there, and I just took a little bit of everybody's style that I thought would work good for me and, and my style. But I also out there, there's other influencers out there, and again, they deserve recognition. Sean Cannell from um, Think Media, Nick Nimmin, and then there was the VidIQ team. These are the folks that really kind of walked it through how to start a channel, how to kind of just... Put everything that you, you you want to do in compartments, I guess, and learn how to just work on this channel. Whether it's doing the video, whether it's doing a thumbnail, writing a description, writing a title. You don't think about all this stuff. You're just thinking, hey, I'm going to start a channel. No, and thankfully, these folks really put a lot of time and effort into what they do to make lives easier for like me and other folks out there doing the channel. So really much appreciated for these folks. It was long overdue that I, I kind of thanked them because, I mean, it's, it's been years that I've been, you know, kind of, you know, tapping into what they've been doing to see how it will work with, with my channel. So, and I don't, you know, do everything that they say or, or, or suggest. I've got my way of doing things. Some of it works and then some of it, when something's not working, I'll, I'll go back and, and look at some of the other things that, you know, they've, they've been working on and see if it might have worked for my channel. And I'm happy with where I am right now. I'm pushing 3,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. I've got the podcast going. I've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page. Uh, I try to be as consistent as I can. And that was one of the things that I, I, I kind of regret going back was that there was a two or three month span when I started Six String Fun in, in 20 or 21. I'm going to venture towards 21 where I just didn't do anything, and you're not doing anything, but then you're wondering, why is it nobody watching my videos, and how come I don't have these views, and how come no one's giving me a thumbs up? you got to be consistent. I mean, you've got to be out there. You've got to put yourself out there, whether you're just posting something on YouTube, um, on Facebook, Instagram, just something out there showing that you're active, get people involved, do polls, ask questions about, you know, about all different kinds of things, and get people involved. But also, you got to produce the videos, too, because people want to learn. Again, for me, it was, well, if I can watch someone teach me how to play guitar or how to play a song, well, I know I can do that because, look, as an example, a big, big Springsteen fan. You know, I can show you how to play Glory Days. I can show you how to play Stolen Car. We we, we can do Growing Up and, and, and Thunder Road. I, we can do this. And it really kind of just so started, you know, from there. So if you go back and look at some of my early videos, for sure, some of them, you know, it, it's Springsteen heavy because that's the stuff that I knew. You know, played in a Springsteen cover band for over 10 years. Um, I better know that stuff, <laughs> you know. So, um, and then it progressed. Other bands, other acts that I, I liked. But you've got to be flexible. You've got to do the lessons and, and, and song tutorials for those that maybe you're not a big fan. Not that you're a big fan of but you know that your followers are really into, you know, why wouldn't you want to do something that they like? That's what it's all about. It, it's not so much about me. It's about, you know, my followers and people who, who dig what I'm doing. Let me do something for you. Here, let's learn this song. I mean, you've, you you know, these folks have talked about this song for so long. Let's let's do a lesson on it, you know. You don't need to do note from note. That's one of the other things I, I like doing on Six String Fund. It's evolved from the beginning. You're so worried about being perfect. Folks, no one is perfect. If you're looking to do your own channel, 
and you're waiting for that perfect video, you're going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> for me, it was about getting something out there that was useful to people, especially with the acoustic guitar lessons. My whole message, you know, doing these lessons is that, you know what? Yeah, there's, there's, you got band, whatever it is, and there's three different types of guitars going on, and then there's a solo, and then there's this, and there's that. You don't have to do that. The whole, a lot of the times I'm looking to strip it down to an acoustic guitar, one person, a couple chords. And you know what? That's sometimes just as powerful because you can play it at a campfire, you can play it uh, open mic night, you can play it acoustic duo type of thing. That's where a lot of six string fun is actually kind of going towards right now. More of the acoustic side. Now, it might shift to more electric as well, depending just in case I get bored. But I like the fact that I can teach somebody how to play a certain amount of chords, uh, you know, for a song. And it's just as powerful as, you know, the studio version where it's all electric and heavy. And, um, you know, perfect example. I've got a couple Iron Maiden songs uh, on the channel. You know, Iron Maiden, you know, it's not it's not acoustic guitar. It's, you know, it, 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 it would start off as a twin guitar attack. Now you got three. And I did a couple lessons where it's, you know, just an acoustic guitar doing Iron Maiden. But it still is pretty cool to be able to do that, you know, around a campfire. So um, that's, you know, what Six String Fun is about, you know, at least part of it. Uh, you know, again, we're four years into this. And it was just a matter of being consistent, pumping out videos. Uh, I learned that you have to learn how to schedule things, you know, and, and have and schedule time to do things. So, you know, what I've learned from then to now is like, you know, I'll, I'll schedule time. It might be just half of a day, if that. But if over the course of the week, I'm writing things down. I'm talking, you know, I'm, I'm here's what I need to do. Here's how I'm going to do this. These are the songs I want to do. And if I have it written out, I can... I mean, I, I can get this stuff done in half a day, and I can have four or five lessons done. I can have a couple podcasts done, and I'm good for a month, roughly. Uh, so my, my goal right now is a video a week at least. Uh, if I can get a second one out without, you know, going too crazy, yeah, it's fine. I try to do shorts every day. Uh, for instance, I actually, you know, with this podcast, I've actually got a video going as well, and with you know with with AI these days I could take this video clip it'll cut up for me and I could have I don't know 10 11 videos that I can use for shorts so if I do that enough I could have a month's worth of shorts so I just try to plan ahead that you know one of the things here with six string fun as far as the um the social media side of it you know just trying to be consistent plan ahead and, and not you know, and not put myself behind the eight ball, basically, where it's like, oh, my God, I need content. What am I going to do? It just it, it is. It, it's consistent. It's a marathon. Uh, four years into this. Look, I hope to be 10 years into this. And I think when I get to like you know, that five, six years and on, uh, I, I think I'll see this grow even more. Because, again, you follow other people on YouTube and how they've done things and you can see certain timelines. And that's that's how it seems to go. So um, I don't know if I'll make much many changes right now but i like what i'm doing it keeps me out of trouble it's fun there's a lot of interaction with people i never would have of course interacted before uh, i've got followings not only in the states but overseas which is which is very cool i like that a lot um and then there, there's the actual guitar lesson piece of it where i'm doing lessons virtually i'm doing lessons one-on-one -on -one in person um and that was the other thing with, with six string fun when I decided I was going to be giving guitar lessons, I figured, okay, I'm going to write all these lesson plans. And when I have a student come in, this is what we're going to learn because this is what I think is best. And to, to an extent, I think there are certain things you should learn, know how to do certain things. I do believe that. But the flip side to that is that as a teacher, 
you have to be flexible. If you have an 11-year-old looking to learn how to play guitar next to someone who's 55 or older, like I'm 53, you know, I know there's there's a connection if we're all into the same type of music. That 11-year-old is going to have a hard time connecting on certain things. So you've got to know that, okay, this, you know, student A likes this type of music, student B likes this type of music. Learn the, learn the theory in terms of what they like, if, if that makes any sense. So, example, you know, this student likes these type of bands. Another student likes different types of bands. Learn learn what kind of keeps all that together as far as how to play those songs, right? So if, if, if a song requires the chords of G, C, and D, you know, or somebody comes in, hey, I want to learn how to play Springsteen songs, learn those chords, but learn how to break that apart even further. Well, if you're using these chords, you can use this type of scale. And as long I feel as long as you're tying it into something that they have a passion for, you will always be able to kind of continue that conversation as far as the theory piece. Theory is boring. I mean, when you're giving, and I've seen this recently, you know, theory is boring. People just want to kind of jam and start playing riffs, which is cool. But at the same time, I want them to take something away from it. Even if it's something as simple as that, hey, you know, if you learn how to play, you know, power chord, you could still learn to play all these different songs. So that's kind of like the theory piece of it that I, I try to instill. Let's learn a scale. Hey, minor pentatonic scale, that first position, that's the most, uh, I don't want to say simplest, but that's the one, every, that's the go-to, right? That's that's 80, 90% of rock and roll, you know, that, that, that scale. Um, and then you just kind of build upon it. Well, you know, the minor pentatonic scale, well, let's add another note to make it a blues scale. It's just kind of knowing who your student is and what they like and, and, and just doing things that they enjoy. It's not what you enjoy. As a teacher, you got to find out what they like and see how they can take to that. Um, that's kind of how I would approach, you know, my students, you know, if I didn't, if I wasn't doing it now. You might have the best lesson plan ready to go, but you can't force anything upon them. If they want to learn something and you say, no, I think we're going to do this you're probably not going to have a student for much longer. So be flexible. Know what they want to do. And that's how I've done it with Six String Fun. Again, Six String Fun, whether I meant to do it or not, fun really is what comes out of it. It's having fun, playing for fun, enjoying it. Uh, I I would say right now, especially with YouTube, and and YouTube can be so cruel. Um, You know, at one point it really bothered me. And then it didn't after a while. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to curse, <laughs> but you know what? It, I, I really don't care what you think, you know, so, some of the time. And I don't mean that in a negative, well, in a negative way. It's just kind of how I feel. I know that when I go back and look at my analytics over the course of whatever it's been, of all the thumbs up, thumbs down, likes versus dislikes, I'm somewhere in the 95, 96 percentile of everything being cool and people liking it. But you know what? You get these messages once in a while and it's like just... You know, these are the people that they're not happy unless they make you miserable type of thing. And I had to get over that, especially, you know, being in front of the video. You've got to make sure that, you know, you're giving accurate information and not that you're trying to give false information. But sometimes the camera goes on, the brain shuts off and you don't know what you're saying half the time. So and I still have it happen today. Like Every once in a while. You know, you, you, you realize afterwards when you're editing the video, oh, my God, I, this was wrong. I'll just kind of write something either in the the comments or I'll put a graphic up there that says, hey, sorry about that. I know some of you are going to catch that. But I'm at the point now where I really don't care. Um, you know, it, it, and it's always constructive too. I mean, if you're going to tell me something, hey, 
I think you did this wrong. You could have done it this way. This is how I've done it. And it's constructive criticism. Bring it on because I'm always open to, to seeing how people think and react to other things. And then you've got the people who just have, you know, nothing good to say. And especially with the early videos. And maybe it, it, it's kind of understood. But I'm trying to explain why I'm doing a video, how to get into it. And maybe it took me a minute or two before I got into the lesson. And people saying, shut up, just talk. Those early ones early on are, you know, the ones that, that bothered me the most at, at that time. Eh, now it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I, I come to expect it. There's always going to be people that want to make you unhappy. Go for it. You know, it is what it is. Um, and that's really kind of the whole story behind Six String Fun. There's not a whole lot to tell you. And I hate to, you know, kind of, I don't know if you were expecting a whole lot of anything else here. But Six String Fun came out of nowhere. It really, really did. Um, and it somehow it grew. It grew to where it is today. I just, again, what will it be down the road? I have no idea. But this is a marathon. And I, I can tell anybody out there who's looking to start any type of YouTube channel, whether it's m music or travel or whatever it might be, it is a grind. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it is a grind. You can't just do a video and post it and then hope you know a month later well why do i have only five followers it's it's persistence get out there get your name out there and just show that people you enjoy what you're doing show that you can be an asset answer questions that was the other thing i i learned it was key with think media and sean cannell you and again i don't i'm, I'm paraphrasing but answer questions that was one of the things be able to answer somebody's question hey somebody wants to learn how to play stolen car by bruce springsteen here's my answer to that here's my video someone wants to learn how to play um you know all seven modes on the guitar well i know how to do that here's how you do that or you know what you know how to play how to write a song how to play a chord progression someone's out there on youtube saying hey how do you play um Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. And you want your video to come up and you can answer that question. So that's really what it, what it comes down to. Um, and, and I've taken that with me more so now than I had in the past. And I probably should have done that in the past a little bit more. So that's how I go about it. Having a, a title that people will want to click on is, is cool. Uh, having a cool thumbnail is great too because it kind of separates you from different things. But you've got to be persistent. Get your, your your content out there. Let people see who you are, what you can do. Be personable. Hey, I'm from New Jersey. You know, so I would think from New Jersey, the Springsteen angle, playing in a Springsteen band, I have a lot I, that I can offer somewhere in that in that universe, in that, that Springsteen world. Um, big Rush fan. So I can add things to that. I mean, um, the amount of concerts I've been to for, for those bands. Um it's endless. So you've got to. So if you if you're gonna do a channel, be persistent, be consistent, and be able to answer questions for people. Be able to be that. You want to be that go-to. That's what you want to do. Be that go-to. That's what six, six String Fun has turned into. I think. I didn't know what it was going to be. I just wanted to get myself out there, have some fun with this, do some lessons, do this, do that. Um, you know, grow as a, as an instructor on the guitar, basically. And, and that's what this has allowed me to do. But I have fun with it. I mean, if you look at Facebook now, uh, my Facebook page, I have a, I put a Chuck Norris post on there to get engagement, you know, something different. So that's that's kind of the story behind Six String Fun, I, I would say for now. 
it's been it's been a great ride. I don't again I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, five years from now with, with this channel, but I'm enjoying it. I want it to be enjoyable for people out there as well, who are you know along for the ride. So and I try to be as interactive as possible. Look, folks, you've got questions you want to reach out to me. Hey, reach out. I mean, I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can for the most part, especially in the comment section on YouTube. Trust me, I try my best. Sometimes it gets away from me, so it's nothing personal. If, if I don't get back to you right away, but you can find me on YouTube, email rich at sixstringfun.com. Another way to do it. Facebook, six string fun, Instagram, six string fun. I'm out there. So, uh, and, and if this is your first introduction to six string fun, come on, you know, you know, plenty of room, uh, room on this train right now. Let's, let's, let's get rolling here. Keep it moving forward and enjoy the ride. So, that really, in a nutshell, was actually a lot longer than I thought it would be, is the story behind Six String Fun and, and where it came from. I mean, really, nothing sexy about it. It was kind of, you know, it came about from being in a crappy spot, I guess, you know, for the end of 19 and into 20, basically. But I made it work, and here's where we are today. So everyone who's been along for the ride thus far, thank you. If you're getting on board, welcome. The podcast, something brand new that I just figured I'd give it a shot just to kind of riff and talk. And, you know, maybe there's some topics people dig and, and, and maybe they don't. That's all right. You know, who, who knows? But it's been fun. It's going to continue to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this. We're a team. We're a family. Thank you for being part of the Six String Fun family and the podcast with Rich. Let's try that again. Podcast trip with Richie Flip family. One more time. Podcast trip with Richie Flip. That's what I was trying to say. So, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm glad you stuck around all this time. Everyone who's been there from the very, very beginning. I know a few of you definitely have, and I really appreciate it. Um, I will see you guys down the road. Take care. <laughs>